Hi everyone, uh, it's Mervin Metalhead Merv here, back for the uh, This Day in Metal podcast. And today I have with me uh, Playboy Playmate uh, Carrie Stevens. Um, Carrie, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Marv. How are you? Not too bad. So let's get started. Yeah. Let's get started. Yeah, you got a bunch of questions for me and. Um, I hope I, I hope I don't sound too, uh, uh, um, I just did, you know, just got done with my radio show. So right. I'm, um, yeah, my head's, my head's, uh, still in the music. So <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. I'm like, still like, I've got like the lyrics in my head to like, your time is gonna come. Yeah. yeah. This, this I, I get into it. You play the greatest music on there. It's awesome. I love what you were, what you were oh, playing. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Yeah. So you were born in Buffalo and you moved to Hartwick. Is that correct? Yeah, I was born in Buffalo. I only lived there for about a year when okay. I was a baby, and then, and then moved to Hartwick. Well, moved to Massachusetts, and um, eventually ended up in Hartwick where that's where I spent most of my life. I left there when I was 17. Yeah, 17? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Can't believe I, I, I can't remember my own life. I only wrote a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes I have to like look in my book to like remember what year things happen. <laughs> I know I'm I wrote the, about that. At my last I'm, I'm the same yeah. way. I have lots of articles and stuff. So anytime I want to like go back and just look at my old magazines or something and I can't even remember how old I am. I'm serious. I think oh. like if something's wrong with my brain. I literally today I was like, "Are you like I couldn't remember how old I was." But I think you I don't want. I think I don't want to remember. That's yeah. exactly. You don't want to believe that you're that age, and I'm the same way. <laughs> working up there, so my uh, I'm bad. I forget my daughter's birthday sometimes. I'm like, "Oh, geez." <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to put an alarm on your phone for that. Exactly. So what was it like growing up in a small town? I'm, I'm from a small town, too, and I know the first thing you wanted to do in a small town was get the hell out of there and yes, move, exactly. to, move to LA. So. I just wanted out. Yeah, I wanted, I remember sitting in high school just thinking, I want out of school and into the world. Um, yeah. You know, I had, I, there was, this, this was the 80s, and, you know, there was more cows than people. In my town, and <laughs> I think it was yeah. a population of two thousand, wasn't it? This is what I read or something. Yeah, I, I, I was already, I, I was already a rocker chick. I had seen Van Halen, and that was the end of it. So um, there was, it was called the Worcester Centrum, where we used to go to concerts. So it was about an hour away from where I lived. Right. So. Um, yeah, once I got a taste of that, I really wanted out of that small town and into the world. I wanted to find the craziest uh, part of the world I could be in. And eventually I landed in L.A., so there yeah, you have it. That's where the parties were in L.A., so everybody wanted to go there. <laughs> yeah, I am so grateful that I did, though. Um, I love to watch documentaries and um, I'm listening to an audio book right now. Not the greatest, so I won't promote it. But one okay. of them about the, about the generation um, of the Sunset Strip in the, in the 80s. And I'm so okay. grateful that I moved to L.A. in 89 
and I got to be a part of that. Um, it, it, I wish I'd been here a little bit sooner, uh, but at least I got to be around some of it. Yeah, Magical nice. time. You were, you got to go to the rainbow and all those places. It's I, st I still go to the rainbow. <laughs> I, was still there, go? I was there two weeks ago. Yeah. I was supposed to go last week. I was, yeah, my, all my friends are rockers, you know, so we still hang at right. the rainbow. I was at the rainbow and the whiskey and I still, yeah, I was, it's not the same as it was in the eighties. You know, it's not, uh, it's not the party that it used to be. It's, you know, right. there's not a thousand long haired guys in snakeskin pants hanging out, you know, passing out flyers for their bands. And, you know, it was the good old days back then. Right. You know, Carrie. So I read somewhere that in high school you had the opportunity to interview Bono from U2. How did that happen? Yes, I I actually interviewed the whole band, um, except the drummer because, well, he wasn't around. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I talked to Adam Clayton and the Edge and Bono. Uh, it happened because I was the entertainment editor of my high school newspaper, and I was in really into U2. The Unforgettable Fire, uh, it was during that tour. Okay. And I I wanted, I, ha I had big aspirations. I don't know why I thought they'd talk to me, but um, I wrote letters to the uh, band's management, to the venue that they were playing at, got no response, of course, from anyone. And then I was at the show. I was with my friend Tanya standing our seats were kind of like up on the side by the side of the stage. Right. And I just smiled at this guy who was standing clearly, you know, he worked either for the band or the venue and I just smiled at him. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. um, the lights went down and the band came on and all of a sudden I felt a hand on my thigh and it was that man that I smiled at. He gave me a wow. backstage pass. And That's then awesome. I said, wow, can my friend have one too? And he gave her one, and that was that. Then we went backstage, and I did not ask anyone if I could interview them. I just started talking to them and asking questions, and they were all really nice. I remember Bono telling me how important college radio uh, was, and I remember The Edge telling me about uh, his limo um, getting in a little fender bender uh, okay. on the way to the show. Ouch. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my my uh, teachers were quite impressed. <laughs> I managed to pull that off, and I I still have it. Actually, I have a I have a copy of it. Well, that's amazing. Um, I know one of these days I'm I'm gonna scan it and post it if I haven't already. I, I like I told you I think I'm losing my mind because um, <laughs> I no I forget things a lot. Like oh, I forget. Like that. I'm like. Somebody will say, no, you, you, you posted that last week. I'll be like, oh, I forgot I ever did that. <laughs> so you moved into uh, moved to L.A. and you got into acting and then you ended up meeting Eric Kerr. Um, what was your fondest memory you had um, with him? Do you have any special memory? Oh, with Eric? Yeah. The fondest? Oh. Yeah. Oh, to choose one would be There's probably so many that you yeah it would be impossible to choose one and um you know yeah absolutely impossible to choose one and there's there's just so many that come to me um 
to this day, even though it's been 30 years since he passed, I still have memories pop in my head of things that he said to me or things we did together or places, places we went and, and, and it seems like I haven't thought about them since and he there, passed. So it's, and, and a lot of it's in the book too that you wrote about when yeah, I together. Did, so. I tried to include as much as I could because I know the Eric's fans are thirsty for anything uh, new about him. And it's frustrating for me because, you know, it's been 30 years. So right. it's hard for me, you know, I can't invent new things, you know, like it, it was, I was only with him for four years and that was 30 years ago. So, um, you know, I put so much out there over the years. I've done so many interviews and, Everybody always wants me to tell them something more, more, more. Right. Like tell tell us something about Eric that nobody knows. Tell nobody us something. Knows, right? Yeah. Always people always want and, and then once in a while, by the way, I'll have some I'll think of there's nothing else, you know. Hi Carrie. So Hi. uh you ended up um living in the Playboy Mansion, correct? No, I never lived at the Playboy oh, Mansion. Oh, I thought you lived there. <laughs> No, I never did. I I already lived in LA, um, very close to the Playboy Mansion. I lived about ten minutes away from the mansion, okay. so I never needed to live there. Uh, the girls that lived at the Playboy Mansion often, you know, they lived in other states or countries, and so when they came to LA, that they would stay there for their shoots, and then sometimes right. they would live there. Okay, and one time Metallica. Um, Went to the Playboy Mansion to film something. Is that correct? Oh, every I've saw every rock star, movie star, every celebrity you can imagine, at uh, one time or the or another, at one of the mansion parties. But um, Metallica specifically uh, played at the Playboy Mansion uh, right. they, because um, there was a movie called Orgasmo, and the premiere was at the mansion or, or the premiere party rather, and. I guess uh, I I've, I never actually saw the film. I just went to the party, and um, it was really cool that Metallica was there. And then, and then afterwards, um, they invited some of us girls to hang out with them at the Sunset Marquee Hotel. Right. And uh, Lars was chatting me up quite a bit. I remember we were sitting on the couch at the in the lobby bar there. And right. he was, I thought he was, I thought he was flirting with me. And like, I thought, he, I, you know, he was chatting me up. He was sitting right. on like the arm of the couch. And next thing I know, he walks away from me and he starts making out with the bass player. And uh -huh. yeah. And, and they were sitting with, uh, Marilyn Manson and the other guy, uh, what's his name? The other guy with the black hair and, the, uh, I'm spacing on his name right now, but, Okay, so yeah, my girlfriends said two girlfriends with me. We were all like, completely freaked out, like our eyeballs like got huge, and we just like stood and walked out. And their manager like chased us out, and they're like, oh, no, they, they stop. They're like, he, he, they, they go, they just like to fuck with people. Like, don't be freaked out. They, they just yeah. like to fuck with people. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're freaked out now. We're leaving. And really. Do, yeah. Yeah, but you know, and I did write the story in my book, um, so 
and I didn't want to. Hey, I love Metallica. I'm a huge fan, so yeah. I I I wanted to make sure you know I wasn't, um, you know, uh, saying anything um, insulting or revealing or uh, like if if the information wasn't already out there, I would not have put it in my book. So right. I yeah, I googled it. I looked it up, and it's like widely known that uh, Lars likes to kiss men. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not calling him gay, but Google it yourself, you know, I will um, and I don't, Hey, I wouldn't judge him if he was gay. I could care less, you know, what people's preferences yeah, are, but you know, it was unexpected. Let's put it that way. It was an unexpected mo moment of metal history. <laughs> it lives on. So, in I believe in 2001, you appeared in the movie rockstar. You played the part of Zach Wilde's wife. Yes, um, I was in Rockstar. What was it like work with uh, Zach? Oh, Zach was awesome. Um, he was a complete drunk back then. So, like, he reeked, reeked, reeked of beer and body odor. Wow. Um, but he was such a nice guy. I mean, he's so much fun. Um, and just a sweetheart. Like, just, you know, you, you couldn't meet. He looks like a badass, but he's right. actually a mush. You know, he's just just a really nice guy and um you know he's sober now I'll put, make sure i say that i think he would have died like you know if he didn't get sober his wife made him um yeah. but yeah. yeah he's he's doing obviously he's doing great now and and um but that it was such a fun time i mean the first time i met zach uh was on an airplane and I was going to New York to see Eric Carr, and he was going to see his now wife, Barbara, and we right. were on the same flight, and we got wasted together on the flight. And then I didn't, and then I didn't see him for 10 years, uh -huh. and, and I get cast as his wife in a movie. So when Crazy. I showed, yeah, when I showed up on set, it was like, whoa, we hadn't seen each other since that flight. It's really uh, crazy, a crazy story. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I've read your book, and it's like, holy, you got a lot of stories. And I'm sure you have a lot more stories that you can tell. So. I do. I have a million. They pop in my head every day. That I'm like, oh, my God, I should have put this in. I should have put that. But you know what? I only have so many pages, you know. And, right. and the, I had to ch choose which stories because to make the book flow, you know, like if one story didn't really make sense in with all the others. And at one point, I decided to make it more of... Um, a book about rock and roll than a book than a book about Playboy, you know. Right. Like it was, am I leaning towards, you know, the Hollywood celebrities, play playmates? To, am I or leaning towards uh, my rock and roll past? And I'm so happy with my decision um, to make it unrated revelations of a rock and roll centerfold because it's really unique. You know, there's, it's not, there, nobody else, um, has done anything like it. Right. And, um, and that brought me, uh, front and center of the rock scene, which you've known me for several years now. So, you know, that I've been, uh, a rock and metal fan yes, long I before I re released my book and, um, you know, we knew each other. And when I was doing your stay in metal, the stay in metal videos and, I think that was, oh my gosh, that was several years before 
I think I hadn't even started writing the book um, right. then, and, and you know, it took me three years to do it. And then, uh, yeah, and then through all of that, now um, the Monsters of Rock opportunity came along. And, you know, if I hadn't, um, you know, gone the rock and roll route, and that's, that's I've, I followed my heart. And, you know, so what that leads to, I guess, happiness, you know, because um, music is my passion and uh, a great, great escape. Yeah, you so, seem to really enjoy being on the Monsters Rock. It's a, it's a good place. I'm glad you're fitting in there. And um... Yeah, it's been, you know what, it's not been without its challenges. You know, I, I, it sounds easy when you hear it coming out of the radio, you know, it sounds easy, but I had to learn so much, um, you know, to the technical, the technical aspect, right. um, um, the behind the scenes, the technical things that I have to do are most challenging. Uh, I have a gift for the gab. So being on air came pretty naturally to me, mm. um, but it's, yeah, that came naturally, to me, but there's, I'm still working on, uh, I'm still working on it. I'm trying not to say, um, too much. I do that a lot. And I go off on tangents like for three minutes and, you know, and I'm, you know, I, and I'm like in five, I have five different stories going on at one time. Yeah. So I'm working on that. I'm working on, I'm getting better. I am. That's good. <laughs> and, and it's a great opportunity and I'm so grateful. Uh, they're patient with me because it's in, it's a new skill for me. i I've been an actress and a host, a TV host. I've been, um, you know, but I'm that that's other people's material. You know, right. when I'm re working on a script, this is Monsters of Rock is all me. They don't tell me what to say, you know, so I have to just come up with uh, s somewhat entertaining things to say, you know, right. on my talk breaks and. Um, well, I hope I'm entertaining anyway. I tried. Well, now, like, back before, we only had the, like, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have Twitter. And, but nowadays, you can just, you know, you can um, chat with the host and, and keep up to date with stuff and, and, you know, interact with your audience and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, there's, uh, that, that's, it's, it's neat. But, you know, it's all, it, it all changes so quickly. You know, mm -hmm. like it's it's just like learn learning all the like it seems like once I learn how to do something, like there'll be something else. You know, then like you learn Skype and then Zoom comes, Zoom meetings and all that come along. And and don't forget, I'm still an actress, so I have to do these stupid self tape auditions all the time. And then right. you know they want me to do like we transfer and Dropbox and. You know, we, then we have like actors access and we have to upload on there and wow. you know, do, do we have, uh, yeah, EcoCast and we audition. Yeah, there's all these different, um, you know, there's some similar to what you're talking about, only you have to do it um, for auditions. So, and I'm on tech overload. I really am on tech, technical <laughs> overload. You might, you um, when my agent this morning, uh, offered to, uh, I called her because I could not figure out how to upload this audition. And right. she was like, Oh, just email, email it to me and I'll upload it. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. God, mm -hmm. I, 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 I was just so grateful for that moment today. Well, that's good. Just, yeah. 
So um, I don't want to give too much about of the book because that's the intent is for people to go and buy it or or listen to it on the on the um, my audio book mm-hmm. the audio book. So we kind of will not talk too much more about that. I just wanted to say I know you're a huge Van Halen fan. Um, my favorite band back in the '80s was the Motley Crue. I just for some reason I really love that band. Um, why do you love uh, Van Halen so much? Like um, I know I know I see you all, like quite a bit of the times you have you wear. I know them. I'm still I'm obsessed with Van Halen since since 1984 when I first saw them. Um, I don't know. It's like, permeated in my brain. Yeah, it's hard. Since hard high to... school, I used to I'd listen to their cassettes over and over and over and memorize every word and and I, I don't know. It's there. I. I can still listen to those songs and hear something new in all of them. And uh, I never get tired of them. I, 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 I don't know that, I don't think there's a logical answer behind why I love them so much. I just do. I like that one, one time when you did the, uh, the, the segment for uh, This Day in Metal where you did the Hot for Teacher one. That was like, uh-huh. that was yeah, I was just thinking about that today. I used to really <laughs> get into those videos. Yeah, they were they were good. Yeah, I got like I had the whole the ruler, the yardstick out, and the white shirt on. Yeah, I was like a teacher, and I had Waldo. I, I made my friend's kid play Waldo. <laughs> yeah, so you, you were on the the this day in metal video segments so a lot of times, and I appreciate you for doing them. The one you did for my birthday was my favorite. I will always um, cherish that that you did. That was really nice of you. Uh, well, I'm glad you were happy. Some, some of those videos I'm very proud of and, uh, other ones, other ones I probably embarrassed myself. I think those ones are. I, I, embarrassing myself seems to be what I do. Uh, Uh it just seems to be what I do. I, I've had people recently, uh, emailing me, people I barely know or never met, you know, asking me if I'm okay and you know, because I posted this or that or whatever. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, you know, just because I am not you and you, you may not understand why I do what I do, it right. doesn't mean, you know, I'm on drugs or I'm crazy. And even if I am, like, why do you care? I don't even know you. Yeah, you're you like, know, you're, so. you're, you have your own personality, you're, you're own, your own individual. You know what? I, I, people haven't learned in the day, in the, the age of, TikTok and mm-hmm. you know uh, what are reels you know like Instagram reels and everybody everybody is trying to get attention everybody mm-hmm. is out there you know being as sexy as possible as crazy as possible as is wacky Every, yeah everybody's everyone's trying um, you know to be noticed so um, I I hate that's the picky I have, I hate it when people like comment under my posts sometimes like, mm-hmm. oh, are you just trying to get attention? It's like, um, isn't that what everybody's on social media doing, <laughs> trying to get attention? Uh, I'm not going to deny it, you know, mm-hmm. but also like, you know, it's kind of trollish to, to try to call someone out. Um, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to get it. Yeah, I totally get what, what you're doing and I understand. And that. you know what? It's working for me. You know what? I, it's working for me. Like when you see the, my numbers, uh, my mm-hmm. followers, and that when I, 
I point out certain friends of mine um, have pointed out, you know, I get a little wild, uh, uh, you know, in my videos or in my posts. And I, you know what I do? I screenshot the amount of followers I have. And right. then I screenshot the amount they have. And I say, <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So um, can you tell... The, the audience here, um, how they should be able to get in contact with you. Uh, I know you have the website, uh, CarrieStevens.com. Yeah, right? that's that's mainly for, um, you know, you can buy signed copies of my book or my Playboy magazine. Um, it's more informational. You know, I don't update my website um, like ever. <laughs> um, like I never put new pictures up or anything. Um, right. I probably should, but I don't. Um, because, you know, everybody's on social media. So I'm mostly, uh, I, I'm on Twitter more than anything else, at Carrie Stevens XO, like XO. With, the only reason I have that, by the way, is because Carrie Stevens is taken. And that poor girl, whoever she is that has Carrie Stevens, probably gets a lot of weird male and <laughs> weird followers, people looking for me. But I'm Carrie Stevens XO. It's so, too bad you couldn't get the uh, Carrie Stevens um handle yeah i'm carrie stevens on facebook but i'm constantly banned from facebook like i couldn't i couldn't post it to promote my monsters of rock show today I, like i went on to post and they're like you're banned until friday and i'm like what did i do now i don't even know what i did to get banned i hate but, trying to get a hold of these uh social media places they are they don't understand like where we're coming from they they're just they have a different frame of mind and they don't i understand. got banned for put last Christmas for posting a, a picture, like a meme of a turkey. Oh, I got banned for a turkey. It, oh, geez. Yeah, and, and it's, not, it's not fair because uh, it's, yeah, a lot of people, I've heard horror stories, you know, people that run their businesses solely on Facebook stores and then they just get shut down one day. Yeah, and, and like, they can't sell their items or this and that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I've tried to uh, have a Facebook store and all that and for my uh, product, Skinny Snacks, and I get I get declined. I don't know why. I, can't, I stopped trying to figure it out. Oh, I, 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 I don't like Facebook. Um, never do ads with them. Um, I, they took my money for 30 days and locked me out of my account. Uh -huh. So I, yeah, I couldn't go on there to like stop the payment or anything. Mm -hmm. um, they just kept taking the money out of my PayPal. And, and then when the 30 days was up, then I get this message for them. They're like, oh, we've decided your, your, your account is good and we've approved your ad. And I'm oh, like, um, that's good because you took my money and then you didn't run the ad. So I'm not gonna, you know, buy more ad time yeah i so, saw yeah doing, they're a joke that's because um the same thing like they want your money but then when you're asking for help or you know this and that they all of a sudden they did they you know they're nowhere to be found so um, no they're nowhere to what, be found they're terrible for promotion yeah. right now I, I tend to stick to to twitter so are you still on cameo I, i'm not sure if you no are. i stopped doing uh cameo Cause I got a weird stalker guy out of it. Like, I mean, he literally kept like paying 
more and more money. I know there's people, people probably want stalkers <laughs> and keep wanting to give them money. But uh, in my case, he kept requesting really weird stuff. So I just got completely freaked out and decided I just didn't want to be on it anymore. Um, I probably should have just, uh, I, I don't know, even know if there was a way to block somebody probably. And I, I probably, I probably should have um, gone about it another way. I could always go back, but you know, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of technical um, things. I'm not sure if I want to honestly do one more thing that involves a computer <laughs> at all. Not right now. Well, right anyway, now. It's been a lot, the last few days have been rough. Um, I can't sign in anything. Like I can't get into my, like none of my passwords work for anything. Nothing's, I mean, nothing's working. Yeah, so, I've been getting my emails a lot lately. I don't know what's, something's. something's you've been getting what? I've been getting kicked out for every time I log into my email account, I get kicked out and I have to reset the password or something. It's really crazy right now. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, so. I don't. So I don't know. They maybe they didn't update with that has glitches, um, in it. That happened with my iPhone recently. The like the new update, it right. it made it so you can't scan barcodes anymore. So really? and you know everything. I don't know about in Canada, but here now everything's like no touch. You know, like menus at restaurants and things. You have to scan it with your phone to get the menu and the, yeah, the iPhone update made it so that that, that feature doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh, technology. Yeah. I'm ready for an Island vacation where there's no reception. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thank you again for coming on to this day in metal podcast today. Um, uh, all the best on the monsters rock uh, radio show. Thank you for listening tonight. And thank I hope you. that, the viewers enjoy it and we'll stay in touch and uh thank you very much great talking to you Marv. yeah you too gary okay bye, bye.